I think that we can start today's episode by just acknowledging the word of the Lord that the Wall Street Journal, the Daily Mail, page six, all reported that the Real Housewives of New York, when it premiered in 2006, was the cool water show. The cool water show. And like, are we the cool water show of podcasts? Somebody, somebody text the Daily Mail. <laughs> call the Daily Mail. And tell them. Call, no, excuse me, call the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Please call the Wall Street Journal. They don't, what are they reporting on? Stocks? The supply chain? No idea. No, they need to know that we are the number one podcast. Number one. So, welcome to episode two. I'm Lana Williams. And I'm Cassandra Corey. And, like, I think we just have to automatically just start talking about water cooler moments, <laughs> aka cool water moments, by Ramona Singer. Yeah. I mean, this week, what a what a true gift to already be anticipating this show and just wake, literally wake up in the morning to a surprise drop. Like, this is what Christmas feels like of three episodes. It is, it was such a kindness to us and to the world. I feel very emotional about it. <laughs> if you're a straight man, is this is what, this is what the playoffs feel like. Like, playoffs for, like, anything. Mm -hmm. Like, any kind of sports. Like, not even playoffs. Like, all-star games. Like, your favorite people just come together and, like, play this thing that you like watching. Like, it's so delicious. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Two minutes in, we get Ramona Singer referring to the queen herself, Teresa Giduce, <laughs> fresh out of prison as a scarecrow. With a scarecrow. From the Wizard of Oz, because she doesn't mm -hmm. have a brain. I don't get it. Like, how, <laughs> do you not fear your life? She's so, she's so self-absorbed, like truly, deeply self-absorbed that she can't, she just can't see anything else. She really just thinks everybody's just going to go along with her. If they don't tough shit, nothing bad's ever going to happen to her because she's like a winner. She's on tap and she's only ever weighed between 121 and 125 in her entire fucking life. Jesus. <laughs> like, let's just think about this. <clears throat> Before Teresa Giduce went to prison, she flipped an entire <laughs> table. This was before prison. Before prison. You're right. You're right. Now we're AP after prison. Right. What in the world, Ramona? She's going to destroy you. Well, I mean, but then this is the same woman who called Kenya a bitch on the private jet. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I would never. I, mean, I would. You would call Kenya more a bitch to her face? Yeah. I would not. I'd call her a bitch to her face. And she'd deserve it. I mean, she would deserve it. But I wouldn't say it. I would say it. I would quote Phaedra's iconic lines <laughs> about her 
needing to get with a man who needed $10 for a medium pizza. So he ejaculated into a cup so that she could have a baby. I would repeat that line. But like, that was not the line verbatim. Like, (laughs) look it up. It's very (laughs) iconic. But like, I can't repeat it word for word because I just, my memory doesn't work like that. Fair. Oh my God. I love I I love that you would do that. I would be, I would not. It is not. It is not in my nature <laughs> to do that. No, because you're a good human. Not as a, not as a joke. No, I'd be like terrified. Like it would just get so dark. I'd be like, whoa. Like, I feel like something in me does actually relate to the Kyle and Melissa energies who are just like, y'all, it's not that goddamn serious. <laughs> like, I just feel like there is a point where you have to look around and you're like, y'all are ridiculous. You guys, we aren't even five minutes into the episode. But this <laughs> all happened within the first five minutes. And you're breaking the fourth wall, which I think is the coolest part of this show, is that you get to actually see them as their whole being, because part of their existence is also that they are stars of this show, and they go off and they, like, do promotional shit, right? Like, there's all this other part of their life that we actually don't see on the show. So this feels some, like something different. Like, it really feels better and bonusy. I'm obsessed with it. Like I, I knew I was going to like it, but it thrilled me. Every, every single person. I love people more than I have before. I hate people more. Like it's so good. I'm obsessed with Teresa. Obsessed with Teresa. I, I was obsessed with Teresa back when she started her show, when Mm -hmm. she was flipping tables. Couldn't tell me anything. Then... We went to prison and had that whole situation. Then she came out of prison mm-hmm. and she was that bitch again. Yeah, she was. And it was the energy that I needed. And on this, everything about it is so perfect. She's not talking to any of the other women on this trip. Mm-hmm. She's only talking to Cynthia and Kenya. <laughs> like, Teresa's like, fuck all you hoes. I'm hanging with the black girls and I'm just going to live my best life. <laughs> And I love that energy for her. You're right. I do. That is why. Because I couldn't put my figure on why. Like, I like Teresa. I always like her. I support her. I'm a big fan. But I love her on on this first few episodes of Girl's Trip. Like, so, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Really. She's perfect. But, like, everybody else is just there to me. But, like, Teresa is just giving me everything that I need and she's like very low-key about it all like she's like I'm not gonna initially come for Ramona but you know she's gonna end up destroying her yeah it's perfect it is perfect and that's just we don't even I feel like we don't even need to talk about the rest of the episode other than like Ramona just running around naked yeah yeah like that was a rough It's just, it is going to be incredible. We are in for the ride of our lives Mm -hmm. here in Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Every, every character is more themselves, you know, just like hyperboles of themselves a little bit. And it's so good. Like I just, it's ridiculous. Like 
these these women are just behaving ridiculously and i feel like kyle's like more laid back and that makes me like her a little bit more like it, it makes just a smidge but you know what though like everything makes me like them all a little bit more mm-hmm. i think they're sort of genuinely excited it feels like we're watching like like the first season of the real world because it's like different they don't know how to behave with each other they don't know each other right. they don't know the rules it's fun to see them like try and figure it out as we get future seasons they'll kind of like understand the playbook differently but this is just like great women who really know how to do their jobs well i have a hot take yeah i think melissa might come out during this i feel like she's very like touchy-feely with kenya mm-hmm. very like mm-hmm. a obsessed with her body like just walking around like yeah wanting to see people naked and i'm like melissa yeah yes maybe you're not so far on that spectrum that you thought you were you're right i love i you know what i love a bisexual energy for melissa it actually fits very well on her i'm here for it full support full support hope we hope we get to see it i love it well, now that we're going queer, now that we're going queer, should we just dabble in Tampa Bay's? <gasps> okay, so if you have not heard about this, Tampa Bay's is this new reality show on Amazon Prime. Whole first season dropped. It is incredible. It is a this queer women in Tampa Bay, Florida. Like, who knew it had Central this form. iconic queer scene? And it's just stupid and delicious and juvenile and magical. Like, I'm obsessed. Lila and I are both obsessed, which says a lot. It's so good. It's basically the West Side Story of lesbianism. You're right. We've got the Sharks, a.k.a. Mm. Brianna and Haley. Haley. And then the Jets. Marissa and Summer. Yeah. Marissa and Summer. I don't know that there's not even like so much content to discuss because it's really a first episode. Like we're getting to know the characters a little bit, but I instantly know that I'm on team Marissa and Summer. I have no same. details about it at the same point. Obsessed. They're beautiful. And like they are right. Brianna and Haley do not have chemistry. And so it it's like they seem like very much like they've never had sex. <laughs> but I'm sure they have. I'm sure that they have, but they just like don't have like a I don't think they have like a vibe between them and they're like never affectionate. Never. They don't kiss. They don't even hang out. Like there's always somebody else with them. They don't even like out. touch each other like casually. Like it's just like not it seems odd to me. Marissa and Summer are like so good looking, but they're that couple that are like getting ready together. They're both in the mirror Mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, babe, you look good. Oh, babe, you look good. Oh my God, babe, we're so hot. We're so hot, babe. Oh my (laughs) God. And like, they just look at each other and then they're just like, ah, which is just like perfect because they're that good looking. They are really beautiful. And they also seem like kind people. I I will say that. For the most part. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Marissa's a nurse. 
Yeah, you know, lots of nurses. Lots of nurses. Lots of travel nurses. Lots of travel. Cuppy. Cuppy. Which brings me to Cuppy, who is a travel nurse who is right now bartending in a strip club while she's on break from travel nursing. Like, Cuppy. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with Cuppy. Cuppy terrifies me. I'd call Kenya a bitch to her face. I'd never call Cuppy a bitch to her face. Cuppy would kill you. Like, everything about Cuppy is just, like, terrifying. Also, how old is she? I don't know. No one knows. Cuppy, like, gives off this, like, milfy porn star energy. Yes. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like, I kind of am, like, she would, like, literally crush your skull in her thighs. Do you know? Like, that kind of vibe. Yes. But I'm a little into it. Yes. So, there's that. <laughs> She's, <laughs> like, a 40-year-old but has, like, a 20-year-old son. And, like, she discovered that she was a lesbian when she was, like, 39. Do you know this about her? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, is that true? <laughs> she's a kid (laughs) no i think she's i think she's like in their age range i don't know but i'm like i i also just find her she's so chaotic but in like a very like almost controlled way you know controlled chaos like she is like maximum vibration in her own energy sphere but she's not like spilling it out everywhere she's a great character she's a great character I agree. I agree. Shiva, aka Lila Light. Lila Light. Shout out to Lila. Shout out to Lila, my wife. Gen Z Lila is Shiva. (laughs) I am obsessed with her. She's so, she's a microbiologist, first of all, getting like her master's again or something. And she's just like so, like, nerdy cool like i just love everything about her vibe because i think she has my wife's vibe shiva is funny like i really 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 like laugh every time she's on the screen like when she was recording the fight (laughs) in the cab or the lift or whatever and then she was like i wasn't recording it to start drama i was just recording it because it was funny Iconic. I know. I know. I, I know we're only talking about the first episode, but like she just gets better and better and better. It's so. <sighs> She's great. She's great. She's so likable. Like deeply, deeply, just like a likable you root for her. She's so cute. She's like a cute little swagger. She does. She has a swag about mm-hmm. her. Mac also has a swag to her. Mm-hmm. I don't like that she goes so hard for Brianna and Haley, but like, yeah, Matt could get it. Probably, yeah. But Matt, I think for me, Matt has like a little bit of an arrogant energy that I. That's what I need. I do not enjoy. That's what I need. I find it obnoxious. So I think. So I think that wouldn't. That's like not as much my vibe. Now, Miss Jordan is a beaut. I think Jordan is beautiful. She's so sweet, too. The bangs. I know, but she's so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) I think she's so sweet. I just can't get past those bangs. Like, at first I thought it was for the Y2K party, and I was like, okay, these bangs make sense. (laughs) But then it wasn't. 
the Y2K party. Did they even know what happened to Y2K? They had no idea. And I felt so old. Like, I have never before in my life watched something where I, like, watched them have a moment. Like, people who I would have thought, like, we're in the same general age range. But, like, we are definitely not. Because they were like, what is a Y2K? Like, what happened? Whew. So, I'm apparently 150 years old. We both are. Like, I remember at one point, Olivia said, like, oh, that's, like, the early 90s. And it's like, no, dumbass. It's literally the exact opposite. It's it's literally called Y2K. (laughs) God bless these lesbians in Florida. I mean, they, they do seem to be doing the best they can. They all have, like, jobs, I think, though, other than... For now. There's some bartenders, but, like... I don't actually know what Brianna and Haley do. I think they said real estate investment or something. But no, that's that other really attractive couple. Um, Kelly, Nelly, Haley. We don't know their names. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Allie and Nelly. Allie and Nelly. No yes. way I would have ever remembered them. Yes, I think that's what they do. I think like Brianna and Haley just like throw parties at that Instagram house that they live in. They're just Instagram. Yeah. That's their job. It's a great job. It's a great One job. One day we'll get there. One day it's we'll get there. It's a great job. There. I don't know. They seem like they're having a fucking blast. They're really obnoxious. I read that they were the ones that took this to the producers. At least they claim to be. That Brianna and Haley, three years into their relationship, knew that this would be a great reality show and like pitched it to producers. What? That's what I read in, on Google because I obviously, obviously have stopped all of these women. I don't what kind of queer woman would I be if I hadn't looked them all up on Instagram and fond, like read their Twitters? What, what kind? It's just like not how we roll. What would it be to be a chill lesbian? What would it be? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I'm going to heal my trauma. I'm going to come back a chill lesbian and I will let you know. Okay. We'll see. (laughs) We shall see. Okay. Sorry for that abrupt stop. So sorry. We just laughed for 52 minutes. (laughs) Needed to pull it back together. But we're back. But we're back. We're better than ever. And we're going to do Potomac. Woo! Let's go. Get into it. Well, you know what? I'm going to start with what I feel like was the, my most annoying moment, frustrating moment, is this colorism shit that Candace pulled out. So, colorism is very real, right? And I felt like in that moment, Candace and Wendy had sort of decided they were going to bring this out in the moment that they needed it. And it just felt like this really vicious attack on Ashley for like no reason. I think she handled herself incredibly well. Wendy was very much trying to trip her up. Mm-hmm. But like Ashley talk, like calling out Candace for having dry edges when she had literally just been told she was wide-bodied being postpartum her like boobs had been made fun of for breastfeeding and 
that she had a huge forehead. So she calls out Candace's edges. Cool. And all of a sudden it's colorism. Like I'm a person who is probably Candace's complexion, right? Also 4C hair. I, if I were on a national television show, I would probably go to my hairstylist regularly. So my edges weren't dry, but there's that. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Ashley calling her out was fine. It was like very reasonable in the context. And she brings out this colorism shit. And I actually think she said it to Ashley intentionally because she wanted to say you're half white. So you're not black enough inherently to talk about my edges because if Monique had said something about her edges, if Giselle had said something, she wouldn't have said shit. She would not have brought this up. And I think it's so dirty and serves us, gets us nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. If we are calling out shit that you actually 100% know is not colorism, right? You're using it because everyone hates you and you want some sympathy, right? There's mm -hmm. no sympathy. It's just so fucked up. It felt so targeted and nasty. And I just like, she's not a good person. No. Not at all. And fuck Wendy for like co-signing that and really trying to get her moment. Also, let's set one thing straight. The fact that Candace has 4C hair, 4C hair does not equate to colorism. My sister, bright as fuck. Shout out to Mia. I can only say she's bright as fuck because I am a goddamn high beam. Mia's got 4C hair. And she's... Fifty Shades Lighter than Candace. Right. So let's not sit here and say that that was a valid argument in terms of colorism. Yeah. Are there true valid arguments? Absolutely. We see it on a daily basis. Look at all of the controversy around In the Heights, where it's like the only dark-skinned right. person was the Black guy, even though the whole cast is supposed to be Latinx. Right. There are plenty of Afro-Latinx who are dark-skinned, and there was not a single one right. within the cast and the chorus, except for Benny, the guy who played Benny. That's a valid, valid point and a valid statement. I also think that I can't speak to colorism because I do recognize my privilege in the same way that Ashley recognizes her privilege. And I don't want to diminish anything that Candace is feeling. Yeah, However, Candace is a terrible person. Mm -hmm. People are coming for Candace because she has the soul of a rotten banana. Like, she's just not a good human being. I think Wendy hopping on this bandwagon is bonkers to me. I'm like, Wendy, how many degrees do you have? I think you can understand the definition of colorism and know that this is a reach. Right. But, ugh, sorry to start us so dark. I just, sometimes it's dark, you know? It's, I think it's very irresponsible of the two of them. Yeah, I agree. And I don't like that they're using it to sort of like continue to like fuel the fire. Right. It's just shitty. Mm -hmm. But 
If we're gonna lighten it up, I love Karen for apologizing to Hampton University. <laughs> to the entire university. I love it. I love it. She said, I have nothing against Hampton. <laughs> Shout out to Hampton. If anybody who went to Hampton is listening. I love Karen. I love Karen so much. And I love that like her and Giselle have this love-hate relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it makes things so fun because when they're bad, they're funny, but when they're good, they're funnier. Mm -hmm. And I'm like really, really excited to see this sort of relationship blossom if it does. Yes, I 100% agree. I love it. I feel like it's a, a little bit of a housewives masterclass, this like a push and pull, and they just have high drama, really intense scenes of them screaming ridiculous things at each other. And then they bring it back, right? And then they're so funny and they're just like giggling about teabagging in the back seat of a van. Like it's so, and like that little hump and the booty, there's just such a joy, like a playfulness between them, even when they're fighting and it's mean, they're still kind of playful about it. And it, it's just like light to watch. I think they have a really great dynamic. I actually, I, you know, I love Karen constantly. I thought she had a brilliant season. Giselle, I'm hit or miss on in general, but I very much like them together. And I very much like both of them a lot in this reunion for like really committing to being adults with Candace. Truly, truly. Um, I died when Wendy was talking about how she like can handle all of the shade because she goes toe to toe with White House press secretaries. Ma'am, if you're going toe to toe with Sarah Huckabee Sanders and fucking <laughs> Kaylee McEnany, like you're fine. That's light work compared to a Giselle, a Karen, a Robin. Like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And I'm only yeah. naming the Trump folks because we know good and goddamn well she is not allowed in that Biden White House. <laughs> that is correct. That is 100% correct. Woo. Yeah, I, uh, it's rough. It's rough. It was this just such a weird thing to say. And it was also a weird analogy because she was like, I don't have to rehearse my reads. Like, you know, if I can eat the ass of the White House press secretary, it was like, that's a weird phrase to use. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, you, of course, you practice. Like, you're not telling, you don't prep yourself before you go on CNN. Of course, you do. Of course she preps. And so of course she preps her reads. Like, it's your job. Of course you're coming to work doing your job. You don't have to apologize for that. She's just trying to be so effortless. Like, it's not effortless. Nothing about her is effortless. Ooh, wow. I I love that take because it is so right. Thank you. <laughs> she is working so fucking hard to be this person. And my God. That's gotta be exhausting. It must be. But best of luck, Wendy. Sell those own ye candles. The candle wars. 
this episode with the like three of them sitting next to each other on the couch. Three, four, five, I got a nine, I got a 20, I got a 500 big candle. Like, I was just like, okay, excuse me for a second, Wendy. A seven wick seems unnecessary. But Mia just actually sold a nine wick candle. (laughs) (laughs) Mia's like, Mia in real time is so good. She's actually brilliant because it's like she doesn't, she wasn't in the candle drama during the show, but literally once they started talking about candles on the show, she started releasing candles as the episodes came out. (laughs) And she's making bank. This nine wick candle was like $1,500. Oh, Lord Jesus. And people, I'm sure, bought it. She's brilliant. She's also sells that you can be on her close friends list on, on like, I think on Instagram or it's like a close friends insiders group and you get like little videos and she sort of like built it like a like little teaser where on her Insta story where it was like they ask the question and she starts to answer and then it like just clips to another clip where she starts a question and starts to answer. So you really wanted to know her answers to the question. She's making money. Okay. But you know who started that? Black China. Oh. DC's finest. <laughs> DC's finest. Got her started stadium, perhaps another strip club. Don't quote me on that. DC's finest. She like pays people or people pay her to like follow, like for her to follow them back on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Listen, the girls are out there doing work and hustling and making bank and I love it. I love about Mia so much that she is like, I don't care how long, first of all, I'm gonna work hard so Bravo brings me back and back and back, which she's doing so incredibly well. And second of all, for however long on this show, I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna make all the money I can. She is smart, she's secure in her bag. I'm here for it 1000%. I'm such a Mia stan at this point. Okay, for a second I thought you were gonna go, she is smart, she is kind, (laughs) she is important. And yes, Mia, you are all of those things. I don't even know where this standum came from. I don't either. I truly don't. I liked her all season. Something flipped in me at the reunion. And I, I now will like die for her. Like, call me Mia. I will work for call you. Me, Mia. <laughs> call, call me by your name. <laughs> I did like how she like low-key cleared Escala when Escala yes. was leaving. She said, you brought her here for those two sentences. <laughs> It was so good. I was like, God damn, it was just like a mumble, a quiet little moment. Oh, I love those. I and love it just like went to commercial. Mic. Right. Meanwhile, Robin's like side off mic, mic moment was about her poop. True. What'd she say? 8 a.m. and 11 a.m.? Yeah. Hey, well, at least she's regular. God bless her. Yeah, it's setting up that day. Yeah, poor thing. Is it time to go to Salt Lake? I think it is. Salt Lake City. We're still in the Beauty Lab and Laser parking lot. Yeah, and so so Andy for weeks has been saying this is the best episode of Housewives of all time. And 
I don't know if he's right, but I I know he's not wrong necessarily. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's it's really good. I don't know if it's the best. I mean, I preferred Scary Island. Yes, Scary Island is. Yeah, mine might be the Bolo, <laughs> Atlanta. That was a really excellent episode. If you guys did not hear our Bolo recap, oh my God, we <laughs> talked for like an hour and a half. It might be on my Instagram. Go find it. <laughs> Good Lord, Bolo episode. We can't go down that road. We cannot. Road. We cannot. Road. Wrong road. Wrong road. We are on the road in Beauty Lab parking lot. So it was... I think that what what was so good about it was that it was completely raw. Like nobody had time, except Meredith, but nobody else had time to like actually figure out how they wanted to respond to something, which they normally do, mm -hmm. right? They know a drama's coming, right? They can anticipate something. Mm -hmm. And this is like blind, stone, like, it's just like gut dirty reaction. So that I loved about it. Shout out to Lisa Barlow for asking my number one question. Why would Homeland Security be involved? Well, I think that your theory is correct. Because like, why would Homeland Security take her children out of her home out of, for with their arms up for no fucking reason. Like that was triggering. It's like it's fucking triggering. It's like money shit. Like this isn't this is not Tom Girardi. Like it's like not even that, right? It's mm -hmm. like Teresa, mm -hmm. right? Her kids were so protected. Yeah. Both I, times. I didn't like that they showed that. It, it was, like it truly made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I, it was not it was bad. It was really bad. And then I think when you see that scene and then you see fucking Meredith and the goddamn bathtub in the bathtub in the lap of luxury, it dripped in white privilege off of her fucking skin. Like it was so disgusting. And she dares to make this whole thing be about how Jen called Brooks a twink or a fucking twink or outed him or some shit when like I felt like Jen felt which was that Brooks was just gay and we didn't have to fucking talk about it like I didn't I thought they were just intentionally not making it a storyline not that he was secretly in the closet like it's ridiculous it's impossible for him to be in the closet and she just it's like makes it all about her and her shit and this bag and it's all this shit and it's like that's not what it's about. She just hates Jen. She just like wants to watch her burn because how dare she like be not nice to her son once. Even Mary checked her on that. Yeah. Mary was just like, I mean, I don't love Jen, but I can at least have some empathy for what she's going through. And if Miriam Cosby, mm -hmm. who has no feelings, I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> With Mary M. Cosby. But for her to feel empathy for Jen, that's saying a lot. Because yeah. Jen makes Mary fart. <laughs> when Mary thinks about her, she toots. She toots. Yeah, I it was 
it's like I feel like we were watching we were getting this like real version of them because they didn't have time to filter it right and so I think like it tells me about Mary that she is like wackadoodles but like mostly a good per like a good person deep down mm -hmm. she's just so insane yeah. like she can't like find her way through it yes where with Meredith it's like oh no she's awful like her core is a little rotten rotten banana rotten banana sorry um i will tell you who's a good person and who is that bitch and you need to have her on your side no matter what heather when she was like do i need to call jen and they were like no and then she was like but we can tip her off <laughs> i was like heather is that ride or die bitch that you need in your life at all times yes yes <laughs> and even her reactions she was so like she was gut-wrenched you could see how much she loves jen how much she loves her family like that was so real whereas even like lisa who was also upset was so over the top that yeah. it did like lisa was more upset for stew right <laughs> and lisa was like I also think it was like important to Lisa that she show that she was upset. Mm -hmm. And so she was sort of like acting a little bit and I, Heather was like broken. Like she couldn't have like fixed herself. She was like literally being held by Whitney, mm -hmm. you know, even Whitney, like, yeah. Whitney's like, doesn't care for Jen that much. Yeah. But like, you could tell that Whitney was just a little shocked by it. She was, yeah. There was a glimmer in her eye though, as, as she started to find pieces of information, which I can honestly relate to. <laughs> so I, mean, I can't like fault her for it, but it was like- Jin did threaten to drown her yeah. in the lake behind her house. <laughs> she did get a little sparkle as she figured it all out. But like, that's just, I that may have been just about the thrill of getting information, mm -hmm. you know? I, mm -hmm. That is real, really a thrill, so we can't fault her. I did laugh out loud when she was like, her lifestyle didn't make sense to me, but she was like, I thought it was because she had a sugar daddy. <laughs> she meant she said I did. Oh, it was good. It was, and oh God, it's just, I don't even know where to go. Also like Lisa immediately going into like PR mode. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is just so Lisa. Lisa's like, I'm going to protect me and everyone around mm -hmm. me. I'm going to call all six of my lawyers. I'm going to cover my mouth like I've got the secrets of the United <laughs> States of America under my breath. So no one knows what I'm talking about, but I'm going to talk just loud enough so that everybody on the bus mm -hmm. And like everybody played their part. Jenny going through the snack bag. Loved it. I mean, vicious, beautiful. I loved it. Jenny's like, I don't know her. <laughs> Jenny, really? Jenny, really? At first I was like, Jenny's kind of cold. And then I was like, Jenny, just like, I don't know her. I'm not taking this on. And we don't know shit about what's happening. And like, I did appreciate the table later that Jenny was like, y'all, we don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> chill out, everybody. Like, it, it's, it is, I think it's natural that this is what they did, but it's weird to watch them do it because like their friend is now like they don't even know right what's happening with mm -hmm. her they don't know what's happened to her family they have no details about other than like what's come out in some blogs and they're like ripping her apart they're saying every weird thing that she ever did or mm -hmm. was related to them like it just like started this weird fucking conversation like oh she got out of like why are you tracking her uber like 
Yeah, like also anything could have happened in that Uber, like for you to go straight to that, like as someone who's, as both of us have been kicked out of an Uber on the side of the road. For no reason. For no reason. Like that shit happens all the time. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be the first suspicious thing. And like, if it was that suspicious, like wouldn't you text your friend and be like, hey, saw you got out at the corner of Main Street and 3rd. Right. Like, you good? Right. It is weird to not ask someone about that. Yeah. Okay, I take back what I said. Heather's not a ride or die. No, she is, actually. I think she, I do think she was in shock. I think it's Meredith's fault because I, Heather, if you watched her earlier in the dinner, she She's was kind of spiraled. And she was, like, blank. Like, she yeah. was, there, there was a moment where she was, like, eating and she was, like, not there. I think she was actually really emotionally drained from the day and then Meredith started this conversation yeah and like who knows how long that much more that went on with mm-hmm. all of that crazy shit and then I think she's feeling like oh it's my turn like you know what I mean like I have to like think I think she was just sort of like I think she had her wits about her she wouldn't have all right I changed my mind again <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Heather is that ride or die I Heather, Heather is that girl okay um I just like the only thing that I have to say is just like fuck Meredith. Mm-hmm. Like her in the bathtub with those cock eyes, like looking crazy, talking out the side of her mouth and like laughing under her breath in a three-hour bath in Heather's room. In Heather's room, a three-hour bath in Heather's room. She was literally trying to make that her scene. It's so calculated. And I think it becomes more clear because everybody else is in shock. Mm -hmm. And she is like very carefully playing this game. She's like a true villain that like froze the town and it's like doing, this is a bad analogy. I I give it up, but she's- You're the one with the child. I don't know any (laughs) kids movies right now, but she's the villain. She's the villain. I mean, I'm just ready to see the rest of this play out. Also, shout out to Jen Shaw for, like, responding to my DM. (laughs) We love Jen Shaw. We are Shaw squatted through and through in As For Me and My Household. I know that Jen Shaw will come out of this on the right side. I know 100%. Uh Yeah. I believe in it. Yep. And Meredith is going to go down. I'm just, like, waiting for it to happen. All of y'all who are still rocking for Meredith, A, you're stupid. B... Just wait. I mean, I hope that this is her downfall and that I no longer have to see Meredith or Brooks on my TV screen. All right. We're going to take a break to read what would be an ad if you keep listening to our (laughs) podcast. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Out. Okay, first I have to start with one shout out to Paris Hilton for like actually walking down the aisle. Congratulations. Can't wait to watch Paris in Love, honestly. I give it a year max. I mean, listen, I don't even care. I <laughs> she's so happy in this moment. In like, this moment. I'm so I just you know what I mean? When you're in the moment, is she's so happy in this moment? It's good for her. It looks, it looked beautiful. It looked so fun. It looks like such a fun wedding weekend to attend. I guess. 
Like she had so many dresses. It she was so many dresses. It was a hodgepodge of humans at that wedding. Like BB Rexa, Vemi Lovato. Those are all her friends though. She filmed, weren't they both in her cooking show? Okay, friends is a loose term. I, I mean, think. but like to the extent that she has friends, I think they're her friends. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I root for her. I really I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm rooting for, for her, her too. Loved her. I love I, seeing Kathy all weekend looking cute. I know nothing about this man that she's marrying. I haven't paid attention to her love lights, her love life since she broke up with the other Paris. Do you remember Paris in Paris? No. Oh my God. Paris Latsis, the Greek shipping heir and Paris Hilton. They were engaged. Google it. Look it up. I will Greatest couple of all time. Do you know I forget things so easy with pop culture. I like not remember what happened in, in like the last year. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> COVID happened. AKA nothing <laughs> happened. Well, shout out COVID then too. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to COVID for like making us do this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We well wouldn't done. have done this without COVID. And we survived it, triple vaxxed. Yeah, boosted baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I have to give a shout out to my sister who came for me and like nearly scalped me because I did not give her a shout out in the first episode. She said, I heard you say shout out to m-, <laughs> and then it was Mary Wood. And she was like, I thought it was going to be for Mia. Shout out to you, Mia, for just being you. And shout out to all of you for listening. Thank you for liking us. Y'all are the best. I have a a real downer of a shout out, though. Oh, fuck. R.I.P. Lois. Oh, yes. Shout out to Lois. Delilah Bell and Amelia's great... What is it? Grandma. Guard, no, guardian angel. That's what they said on their posts. Oh. R.I.P. R.I.P. I mean, she was old. She was old. She was old, and she just always seemed so vibrant and happy, and, like, she was living her best. I loved her vibe. I loved when she was around. I will miss her dearly on the show. We will see you all next week. When we cover the same shit again, and y'all are going to listen and keep listening because we love you. You love us. It's a great deal. It's the best. We might add 90 Day Single Life next week, too. Yes, yes, yes. So get excited about that, y'all. It's delicious. If you're not on it, get in there. It's perfect. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. (laughs)